When Eric Law set off for a field in Hawks Village on November 16, 1992, it wasn't on a treasure hunt. The metal detector he'd received as a retirement gift was meant to find a hammer lost on the farmland. But the detector picked up a strong signal in the earth, leading Laws to start digging. And it quickly became apparent that he had found lost treasure. You're listening to 5-Minute History. After bringing up only a few shovelfuls of silver spoons and gold coins, Laws quickly retreated and called the police and the local archaeological society. The very next day, as covertly as possible, the archaeologists excavated a chunk of earth with the treasure still contained within. This way, they could remove the objects under laboratory conditions, which would help determine the age and storage method of the cache. By the time everything had been removed from the dirt, the archaeologists had nearly 60 pounds of gold and silver objects, including 15,234 Roman coins. Laws received 1.75 million pounds from the British government for finding the gold and leaving it intact, which he split with the farmer on whose land the hoard was uncovered. As for archaeologists, they had their own reward. The Hoxton hoard was the largest and latest ever found in Britain, says Rachel Wilkinson, the project curator for Romano-British collections at the British Museum. Wilkinson says the unique way this hoard was excavated compared to how most are retrieved by farmers plowing their field makes it invaluable. In the 25 years since the unearthing of the Hoxton hoard, researchers have used the objects to learn more about one of Britain's most turbulent periods, the island's separation from the Roman Empire in 410 AD. The end of the 4th century AD was an unsettled time for the Roman Empire, including all of the land that would come to be Italy, Spain, Greece, and France, and large chunks of the North Africa, Turkey, and even Britain. Under Emperor Theodosius, Christianity became the sole religion of the empire, while all other belief systems became illegal, a dramatic change after centuries of polytheism. And while parts of the empire continued to thrive, the Western Roman Empire was deteriorating. Gothic warriors won battles and killed leaders like Emperor Valens, and in 410, the Visigoths sacked Rome. Meanwhile, Roman subjects in Britain were left to fend for themselves against raiders from Scotland and Ireland, having lost the support of Roman soldiers even before the separation from the empire. This amount of change has led to the hordes equal hordes hypothesis. Basically, Romano-British citizens who no longer had the protection of the Roman Empire were so terrified of the raiding Saxons, Angles, and Picts, and others that they buried their most valuable belongings. According to an entry from 418 in the 9th century text, Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, it reads, And this year the Romans collected all the treasures which were in Britain, and hid some in the earth. For all their fears of barbarians, the Romano-British weren't the only people in Roman Empire to experience upheaval. Yet nowhere else have hordes been discovered in as dense of numbers as in Britain. Could there be an alternate explanation for why some wealthy family buried so much gold in the ground? Because no organic material survived in the Hoxton hoard, the radiocarbon can't be used as a dating technique. Instead, archaeologists use the age of coins, which they arrive at by looking at the inscriptions on the coin as well as the ruler depicted on its face. The date after which Hoxton must have been buried is 408 or 409 based on the age of the coins, and their traditional model would suggest it was buried around this point in time. Guest said in an interview with Smithsonian.com, my perspective is that actually we've been misdating these hordes. If you look at them a little more carefully, then they should be dated to the period after the separation of Britain from the Roman Empire. 
Guest argues that the coins may have been in circulation around Britain for decades after the Roman Empire removed its influence from the island. One bit of evidence he offers for this hypothesis is a practice called clipping. Of the more 15,000 coins in the Hoxton cache, 98% are clipped. Bits of their edges have been removed, reducing their size by as much as a third. And based on chemical analysis, Guest and others have found that the metal removed from these coins was used to make imitation Roman coins that remained in circulation for longer. The Roman Empire wasn't supplying Britain with new gold and silver coins, and in light of that, that population tried to get over this sudden cutoff in the supply of precious materials by making the existing supplies go further. But part of the value of the Hoxton Hoard is that it contains more than just the massive quantities of coins. That the Roman family to whom the treasure belonged to kept them as sentimental objects. This suggestion is possible thanks to the analysis of not just what was in the hoard, but also how it was hoarded. Surrounding the coins and gold objects were nails, hinges, locks, and scraps of wood, bone, and ivory. Some of the objects were packed with straw, while others were placed in smaller leather-lined wood boxes. Some of these items revealed significant wear, such as a silver handle in the shape of a tiger that had been detached from his vase. All of these details imply that the stash might have been buried with care rather than being hurriedly hidden, and they also offer archaeologists plenty of fodder for theories about life for a wealthy family at the turn of the 5th century. Thanks for listening. This has been 5-Minute History. Thank you.